You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us here at NapaBroadcasting.com. We certainly spend a great deal of time here talking about nonprofit agencies in our community, particularly about mental health services and the delivery of those mental health services here in our community. We've talked to a lot of organizations over the years, and one of the things that we haven't had to do is talk about the McAllister Institute. It is on the grounds of Napa State Hospital, and we're going to learn lots more about it today as I'm joined by the program director at McAllister Institute. He is Josh Levy, and he's been kind enough to join us in studio today. Josh, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having me here. It's great to have you here. First of all, tell us a little bit about the history of McAllister Institute. I guess it started down in San Diego, as correct, I understand correct. it. It was founded in 1977 by Jean McAllister. Um, she's the CEO and founder of the, of the um, Institute. And it's got 25 different programs throughout San Diego and then this one program in Napa. Mm-hmm. Um, we serve all uh, 18-year-olds and up as well as there's some juvenile programs down there in San Diego. Specifically, the McAllister Institute in Napa, it's a 55-bed residential and detox facility located on the Napa State grounds. Um, and we serve the population of Napa. Um, we serve probation clients, and we serve uh, state parole clients there as well. And is the facility open to the public? In other words, besides the, the patients that come in through probation or through the state or through these various agreements, are there individuals that also can, can go there if they so desire and have the need? Yes. Um, so we're funded for a certain number of beds out of the 55 beds. Um, 22 of those 55 beds come from Napa County. 14 of the 55 beds come from probation, and the other prep beds I can fill with um, state parolees or private pay clients from out of county. Right. And talk a little bit about the serve, the specific services that are offered. Um, it's drug and alcohol treatment. Um, there's classes all day long, structure from 7.30 in the morning till 8.30 at night, and they clients go to classes such as criminal thinking, uh, co-occurring classes, seeking safety, social skills, life skills. Um, they learn the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous as well. Mm-hmm. One of the other things about the program that I understand is that it is one of the the limited number of programs that treats dual diagnosis patients. Explain a little what that is and and, and what that means for McAllister. A dual diagnosis client is somebody with a mental health disorder as well as an addiction disorder. And I would say most of our clients uh, fit into that category. Um, They take medications there. uh, people will have just clinical depression, uh, up to schizophrenia, um, but they also have um, the addiction component as well that they've been diagnosed with. How long is the program? Is there a specific length of time, or does it depend on the individual patient? It really depends on the contract sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Napa County contract, for people who are self-referrals, you know, off of the streets of Napa, maybe it's a homeless person, um, come, they stay 30, 60, or 90 days. And every 30 days, um, we have a meeting with the county, to, uh, and it get their stay gets extended based on medical necessity. Um, for a probation contract, um, those people have court orders to complete a program, and they do the 90-day program. And then for the parole contract, they are originally approved for 180 days, and then up to a year they can stay. Mm-hmm. And how long has the program operated in Napa? We've been here since December of 2011. Mm -hmm. 
And has it grown in that time? Has the size stayed the same, or how is that? Yeah, been? we've been pretty much the same. Yeah, our license with the state of California is for 55 residential and detox beds. Mm-hmm. And talk about the demand side. Yeah, um, we're pretty much full all the time. Um, we get um, our detox usually will hold 10 people. We average about eight or so at a time. Um, for the detox component, we get referrals from the Queen of the Valley Hospital, um, Exodus, which is a mental health crisis, mm-hmm. um, as well as Napa Police Department. So we've got two beds in there that are for the Napa Police Department. So if the police find somebody on the street that's drunk, instead of taking them to the jail, they'll call us, find out if we have a bed. The police department will assess them, wonder if they're you know, appropriate for the program, and then they'll detox there. And those people have to stay four hours minimum. Mm-hmm. And um, But most of them do turn into longer stays because you can stay up to seven days in the detox. Right. And are you the only program that does this here in the county? Or that are is there correct, others? yeah. Well, we're the only county-funded program. Mm-hmm. I know, like, Up Valley, there's there's quite a few uh, uh, private programs where mm-hmm. the cl- people have to pay. Right. And, t- and talk a little <clears throat> bit about how it interfaces with your program, though I guess the larger program in San Diego. Uh-huh. Um, so McAllister's out of San Diego, of course, um, and so we're like the satellite one. Um, we work hand in hand with the clinical supervisors down there, um, when we need, when we need to get, um, when we need help. Um, but other than that, we're pretty self-sustaining here, um, where we work off with the Napa County resources. You know, we use mental health crisis. We have all of our clients. We, um, get them if they don't have medical yet we get them screened for medical and medical proof so they can have a primary care doctor and um, are seen over at the clinical lay on the county campus over there the mm-hmm. new campus how large is the staff at McAllister um, it's about 14 people mm-hmm. yeah so there's myself and then there's a program manager and the rest are, st- are, are certified uh, treatment counselors and is there any other nexus with the state hospital facility other than the facility itself is no that- no we're standalone it's a uh, um, the county leases the building from the state and we sublease the building from the county mm-hmm yeah, so we don't have anything really to do with Napa State Hospital at all. Talk a little bit about how or if the program has changed, and I don't mean just the program in Napa, but your overall program, uh-huh. in terms of, of what we've learned over the years about these kind of addictions, these kind of mental health issues, and how best they, they are treated. So originally it was, um, I mean, you would, you would treat the addiction, so you have the addiction professionals saying, hey, we need to treat the addiction part before the mental health component. So for a long time, it was just addiction. And what we found out over the years is that there's a mental health component. And so for a long time, it was kind of a struggle between mental health and addiction where mental health would say, hey, we need to treat the mental health part first and then treat the addiction. And addiction would say, hey, we need to treat the addiction first and then the mental health. So what they found over the years, it's better to treat them both at the same time to get the most the, the best possible outcome for the client. Mm-hmm. So you treat the mental health at the same time, and that's why we're a dual di- diagnosis program. Talk a little bit about that from a clinical sense and in how that works. Because obviously if somebody is under <clears throat> the influence or dealing with an addiction, it's a lot harder, it seems, uh-huh. to get at the mental health issues. Yes, yes. So we... Well, that's what we have the detox facility on site. So they'll detox from seven to 10 days, depending on what it is. And then we have Napa County Mental Health will come in every other Monday and do screenings for the clients. 
and then we branch out from that for the mental health component, getting them hooked up with either a therapist or Napa County Mental Health Services for the, the severely mentally ill people. Mm-hmm. And then so we, we contract out with that. Right. Talk a little bit about the success rate and, and how many people return, what's the recidivism rate, not so much in terms of numbers, but, but really your experience. Um, over the years, it, I mean, it's very, obviously addiction is a very serious issue. Um, since I've been up here since 2011, I've probably known around 30 or 35 people that have passed away due to their addiction, mm. whether it's suicide, overdose, um, health-related problems due to alcohol. So it's very serious. And being in that small county, um, I see repeats and repeats and repeats. And McAllister always believed is, you know, um, we never turn anybody away. Um, keep coming back till it works. It, w- till it works. Um, one specific client came to us 35 times. And wow. on the 36th time, he's got it, and he's got over a year sober now. So what happened? I mean, I mean, the, I mean, in my opinion, you have to want to get clean um, and sober. Like for myself, I have nine years sober, um, and I just made a decision nine years ago to change my life. Um, and, you know, it, it, the client has to want it, but they also, it makes it easier for the client when you provide them all these services like housing issues. Um, Napa County for, for the discharge planning for the client is very limited in what we have here. Right. There's a couple good silver livings, and then there's the Napa South Shelter, and that's it. And that's it. Um, most people will go to the shelter and or go home to their families unless they have some type of income, then they can get uh, into a sober living in town. Mm-hmm. But that's the hardest part. I mean, it's it's people come back time and time and time again, and our doors are always open. Are there placements sometimes because there's a limited number of uh-huh. of, of the how because of the housing situation uh-huh. here at Napa, and there's a limited amount and, and a limited amount of sober living facilities? Are there placements that go into other counties? Are you able no, to do uh-uh. that? No, uh, uh-uh. it's county specific right now. Um, Exactly. I mean, they come in here unless they're going to go back to their own county. The only time you'd have somebody going back to their own county is if, say, they were in Napa and they committed a crime, mm-hmm. got put right. on probation, and then the probation pays for their 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 stay in the rehab, and then they right. would go back to their county of origin. Would it be beneficial if there was the ability to to create placement in other counties if where there were places oh, available? For housing, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think part of the problem is the aftercare. I mean, we start discharge planning for the clients on day one. It's where are they going to go when they leave? What type of plan are they going to have? I mean, Napa County offers uh, outpatient services after, so all the clients get referred to Napa County outpatient, which is great. Um, But the problem is the housing situation um, in Napa because there's nothing really other than that limited resources that there are right now. Mm Talk a little bit, because I know this was the subject of a story that uh, made it into the register, a little yeah. bit about uh, your your therapy approach with uh, the with Kevin the rooster there at the facility. So, Usually you think of therapy yeah. dogs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Roosters. So Kevin is very special. Um, last July, um, it was a weekend. I was at home, and I got a call from the staff or a text from one of the staff saying, hey, there's a rooster here inside the building. And my first thought was, hey, call animal control. Right. You know, take it to the pound and they'll find it. They'll find a good home. Um, and then and then I just let it be. And then Kevin kind of adopted us. 
So um, we ended up getting, um, uh, um, I went out and bought them some food. We got them a cage. And then we ended up getting them certified as a therapy animal, an emotional support animal. And the clients just love them. They'll carry him around. Um, myself, I've always been in the city. I've never, never uh, been around a, a rooster before. Right. And I can just go and pick him up and pet him. Clients will hold him during class. Um, and he'll fall asleep in their arms. It's 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 amazing that the therapeutic value it helps the client. Um, there was one one part where a clients um, somebody had left and one of the clients was really sad, and she was looking around, walking around looking for Kevin, and she picked him up and held him, and it soothed it soothed her. You know, it got her through that situation. Mm-hmm. How did you wind up? Not you. The uh-huh. how did McAllister wind up in Napa from its origins in San Diego? So um, back in two thousand eleven. Um, Gene McAllister got a call from the old, the former director of alcohol and drug services back then mm-hmm. and said there was a contract up for bid up here. And so Gene McAllister went and bid on it, not thinking that we were going to get it um, right. just out of the blue. And we actually were awarded the contract. And then I was working down there, um, a program manager for one of the, the parolee program, New Connections at the time. And Gene offered me the position to relocate up here. So I'm originally from down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been up here since 2011. Right. And then brought the program up here. Right. Talk a little bit about the degree to which the program, I mean, as it's evolved over the years, the program is really tailored to the, the kinds of clients that you have. Yeah. Really so, what you do that, that, that is proprietary, really. Yeah. So we teach, we, we, we te- treat each in, in each client individually on an individual basis. So what works for one person, what doesn't work for another. So we will tailor the program to that client. Um, being a dual diagnosis program, um, if we have a class, say, going of 20 people and a client um, gets some terrible anxiety, we allow that client to go out, you know, to go out, walk around outside, go pick up Kevin um, and work and, and, and do that. So what we found is just that... There's not one fit program for everybody. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. So we tailor it to each client. Each client has a, ca- a case manager um, and a counselor that they work with individually and work on treatment plans with them individually. They have one-on-one counseling um, for addiction within the building. And then, if, and like I said earlier, anything like mental health-wise, they will go out through a therapist within Napa County, mm-hmm. um, within the community. Right. Yeah. If you all had kind of a magic wand that could get more funding or fulfill more needs, what would it be? What would help? Um, bigger facilities. We only hold so many. Um, and there's a waiting list. Last time I looked for that. So to get onto the on the alcohol and drug contract, the HHS contract, there's probably about 20 people on that waiting list waiting for people to leave. And then the probation contract also has around 20-something people on there um just a bigger facility um it's an old building in there i mean it's a good building but it's an old building um but i mean if i could wave a magic wand it would be a bigger program Mm -hmm. you know and then a program for women and children as well Mm -hmm. we have a program for women and children in san diego called kiva right talk about that yeah so that, that that's been down there and it's for women and children um I believe they hold over a hundred people there of women and children. I don't know what the current wow. cent of current population is right now, 
but um, they will have the kids will go to school. They will have they have daycare there. Um, the clients get treated at the same time, and they live on site there mm-hmm. in the Lemon Grove facility in, in East East County, San Diego. Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit about how successful or if that program has been successful. Yes, it's very successful. Um, a lot of mothers they will get jobs while they're there and then transition out to society. Mm-hmm. The difference in the market in San Diego versus Napa is there's a lot of sober livings down there because right. it's obviously a bigger market. I mean, there's a ton of them down there. <clears throat> So um, discharge planning is a little bit easier than mm-hmm. that. Like with Napa, there's, there is a prenatal program that the county runs. But as for housing, I think there's the Rainbow House in Napa. That's, that's, uh, we've, we've had people transition in there too. Right, which yeah. was run by Catholic Charities. Correct, for, correct, correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's another good program that's in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you work with lots of the other nonprofits in town exactly, in terms yeah. of trying to access these services? Exactly, exactly. We work a lot with Exodus, which is the new crisis mm-hmm. center. Um, we get a lot of referrals from them. Um, we work hand-in-hand with Queen of the Valley. That's where we get our medical dis- our medical uh, evaluations for the clients because mm-hmm. we always like to err on the side of caution because people will come into detox in distress, and so we'll take them to the Queen to get cleared, and they're really great with it as well. Great. Well, I thank you so much for coming in and, and bringing us up to speed on all of this. I appreciate it. Josh Levy, much. he's the program director at McAllister Institute, which is located over on the grounds of the Napa State Hospital. Josh, thanks so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com, Napa Valley Radio for the way we live now.